0: I, I know some people talk about having a plan B and having just choices and options. And I and I get that. And I think it's it's wise and very responsible to do so. But it can also be a hindrance sometimes. For me, that's not – I don't consider that an option. I don't consider it uh, even a choice right now. I, I'm like, no. Uh, but at first, yeah, it definitely gives you that extra – boost of confidence especially when you're first making those those initial steps and in our case you know like getting rid of everything and packing up suv and loading up the gas tank and then going that was a big first step and it, it definitely worked well for us knowing that that was a plan b had we needed it but now we're so far down that path living life just a bit differently we're also you know Living in Bali, we we don't have to earn as much, you know, like we we just don't. The cost of living is far lower, uh, yet the quality of life is far higher. So when you have that that nice balance, uh, it's amazing what can be achieved. And that's why we also just we love it here. Like we really do enjoy it, you know, and great friends here. And it's been great. Will it be home forever? No, maybe not. Maybe we'll move to Thailand for a year. Maybe we'll go to Vietnam. We made a choice a long time ago. We're chasing the sun. So we have choices, and we know after doing what we've been doing in Bali, that we feel very confident that whatever choice we make, we're gonna be okay.
1: That is my good friend, Di Manuel, and I'm Brian Falchuk. The Do A Day Podcast. Will you hear from the most inspiring people who have been through hard times, overcome them, and have turned around to help others with what they've learned? I'm your host, Brian Falchuk. I know because I've lived it myself. I've written about it in my book, Do A Day, and that's why I'm bringing you this show. Remember, today's a new day. Go out and do it. Hey, day-doers. Welcome to another episode of the Do A Day podcast. This one is with an old friend of mine. Uh, Not that he's old. We're, We're about the same age. But this is a guy who, he's part of my whole story, my whole inspiration along this journey of doing a day. Going way back to the early, early days of my whole journey where he was one of the people that I looked up to. Uh, This is Di Manuel. I found him online when I was thinking about helping other people, getting into the whole work I was doing with new bodies, for those of you who followed me back then. And, uh, he just gave so much of himself and he helped explain to me what I needed to do and inspire me. And that mentorship, that guidance, that friendship continued throughout the years, uh, culminating in this call where, you know, it was sort of a mentoring call and he gave me the clarity that sparked writing the book. So I, I call out to him in do a day a few times. He's got a quote in the back of the book as well, um, but he's kind of the, you know, in, in a lot of ways, like I'm the reason that, that this is all here, but he's got a pretty strong hand in that. Cause I'm not sure that I would have taken the leaps that I did if not for him helping me figure things out, get a bit of clarity and a bit of the path forward. And he was kind enough to be a guest on my old podcast for new bodies years ago. Uh, and so no wonder he's a guest on this show today for do a day, but we don't go into his backstory, which is is very similar to mine—one of obesity and then getting into wellness and and trying to inspire others around the same. Um, because you know we we did that in the last episode, and I'll link back to that for my old show. But we talk about this amazing journey he's been on with his family for the past couple of years, where they just got rid of everything, including their home, and hit the road. And they did it in their car for a year, and then they packed things up, got rid of even more stuff, and moved to Bali in the South Pacific. And uh, they've been living this totally different life, trying to inspire others, think about how to do more with less. I mean, it's all cliches, but it's very real stuff. And that's what I wanted him to talk about because I find it so unbelievably inspiring. Uh, yeah, maybe there's a bit of jealousy because, look, the guy lives in Bali. like there's, just, <laughs> it's, it's paradise, you know? Um, but there's a deep message in all that. And we talk about, you know, the the safety net of a plan B and whether that helps you or at some point does it start hindering you, how living with less actually frees you up in so many ways and you feel so much more and more abundance and more connection and more value and more peace. Um, all of it. It's it's just um it's pretty awesome to see what he and his family are doing and you know, the way that they're making it work, it's it's him, his wife and their two daughters. Uh, you know, how do you deal with schooling and housing and and all of it, and then the question of so what 's next and how not knowing can actually be totally okay, and maybe that 's scary for a lot of us, but he talks about why it isn 't for them or it isn 't anymore um, great interview, great inspiration. I will warn you it will get you thinking about the way you 're living, where you 're living, why you 're living the way you 're living what you might be able to do about that. So we will jump into the episode. It's a long one, but it's a really good one with Di Manuel. Di Manuel, thanks for joining me, man. What's up? <laughs> it's, been, uh, it's been a while.
0: Yeah, it has, Brian. I mean, uh, yeah. I the last time we saw it was when we had dinner together.
1: Yeah, it was the last time we saw each other and the first time we saw each other.
0: Yeah, that's right. like In person, at least. Yeah. I totally forgot about that because I, I feel like we've known each other for a long time, which we have, but yeah. uh, actually meeting in person. It's, it's, yeah, that's right. That is absolutely true.
1: <laughs> I think it's like 2011 or 12, as I go back to it, like the first time I tweeted at you and you responded to me. And I think I, I like ran over to my wife, probably woke her up. I was like, oh my God, this guy just wrote, like, he's huge. You have no idea. And you're just like, you're a person and you're just real, you know?
0: Oh man. Well, thank um, you. Uh,
1: and then you couldn't get away from me, even moving like halfway across the world or three quarters of the way around. Still got to deal with me.
0: Hey man. It's all I- good. I am dealing with you. It's all good. It goes yeah. both ways. And uh, we're, we're still waiting for you to come join us in Bali. So you just got to take- I know. I'm still waiting too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and especially now that you have the uh, the unicorn raft in the pool. you know, It's what beckoning.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we love that unicorn telling you
1: it's, it's awesome um, so Di, I, we were saying before we started recording uh, we did an interview a while ago I think that was 2012 also for my old show um, and we got into our similar backstories of, of the former fat kid
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I don't know if you know who Adam Shibley is but he's a, another former fat guy and he's, he uses this term PhD previously heavy dude which I love, I love Um But like you know, we we've got that backstory—the teenage years, the anxiety, the depression, all that kind of um, stuff—coming out of it. And I was like, maybe you know, do we go back through that, or I think I'm just gonna—I don't—I think the podcast is still around. Either way, I'm gonna link up to the episodes so people can get that because that's a um, really—it's an awesome story to go from where you were at uh, all the way to quite the opposite extreme. Not just being healthy, but Mm -hmm. being. And like not even just the picture of health, but being so dedicated to the health and wellness of others Um, up in Vancouver, where you were just like a force of nature for (laughs) physical wellness all around, which is incredible. Um, But it's everything since then, since Mm. setting off from Vancouver in your car with your family and eventually packing up and completely leaving the continent and, and... where you're at right now. So I want to get into that. Like, can you take us back to what happened when you guys left Vancouver? You packed everything up. Like, what was that all about?
0: Well, you you know, it's, it's interesting. Like, uh, I, I think back, We always have these milestone moments, right. And, and, or these pinnacle moments where very clearly we could have gone left or we could have gone right, but really we were forced to make a decision. You know, and and if you want to look into that future and play out where that road may have gone, you can definitely think about that. And like I think about me getting into health and fitness and really making a decision to change my physicality. You know, I started from the outside and then it gradually started to work inside, you know, because as a teen, I mean, all I wanted was a girlfriend. I'll be honest. Right. Like (laughs) I want that was what I wanted. Uh, I, yeah. that was uh, my 15 year old motivation. You know, my, my extrinsic motivation was I want a girlfriend. I want people to yeah. like me. You Girls know? don't
1: like the fat kid.
0: No, it you was, gotta
1: lose weight. If you th- want a girl to
0: like that you. was in it. my mind, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so, so that was one of those motivators, but you know, I made that transformation and then, you know, eventually graduated high school, moved across the country from Toronto to Vancouver. Uh, but there was a lot of baggage I still brought with me. May not have come in yeah. physical suitcases, but there was a lot of internal baggage. Uh, I hadn't dealt with a lot of the the well, the self deprecation, right? The 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 poor me, the low self yeah. esteem and opinion. I, I just there was a whole mess of emotional stuff there. And and for me, you know, when I started into my career at that time, which was sales uh, in in the fitness space, I, I really had a knack for it, and I loved it a lot, and, and I dove all in, and I, and I. Gained a lot of, of respect, um, but also yeah. a ton of uh, accolades and, and those accolades I loved. And I, be, I became very much because, you know, at 15 years old, I wasn't getting that. Like I wasn't. Yeah. No time. So I started to get these and and you want more of it. Right. And, and yeah. because it made me feel like I had more self-worth. And, um, I, I, started drinking at that time as well. Cause you know, you start hanging out with certain people, you start partying, you're making lots of money. Yeah. And so it just, which is really funny. You know, I work in the fitness and health space, helping people live healthier and happier. Meanwhile, on the weekends I was doing the complete opposite. Right. Yeah, And, uh, That led for a lot of years. And that was, you know, even when I met my wife, we started having kids. I still had this habit of masking a lot of the pain that I had with alcohol, with narcotics, uh, promiscuity. Like I I was not living into the type of man that I wanted to be, you know, and then uh, my wife. Can I ask
1: you, though, is it is it all from this place of not it's it's just because you, you hadn't dealt with it yet? I hadn't. That's what it was about, is it, like it just running kept, from it.
0: Yeah, like quite literally. Like, just, I think a lot of us, um, I mean, yeah, what, what is the psychological term? There, there's a term called um, cognitive dissonance. And and yeah. it's this idea, you know, we have this idealized version of who we want to be or who we want to evolve into or, or, or live into. And I, I was showing up as somebody completely different. And, yeah. and the further these two poles are apart from one another, the, the greater amount of, of negative vibes we tend to create, yeah. you know? And we like to mask these vibes by distracting ourselves from the pain at hand or the issue at hand. And for me, it was alcohol, it was narcotics, it was women. It was me being very disrespectful, not only to the people that I knew, but especially to myself. And and this was a pattern I had for years and years, like well over a decade, you know, all my 20s into my early 30s. And then, you know, my wife sat me down one day, uh, Gosh, it, I mean, it was uh, a really trying time in our life because up to that point, I had always been that guy like, hey, don't worry, baby, I won't let this happen again. You know, don't worry, I'm not going yeah. to drink again. You know, our, we just have this tendency to try to band-aids everything. We just tell them what they want to hear at the time, uh, think yeah. that this will be OK. I'll let the dust settle and then, you know, I'll be right back to my old ways. And that was my pattern for literally 10 years. And. Oh got to a point one morning where I could tell something in her eye. It was like, no, th- this, there's something serious here. And, and she sat me down while the kids were watching Dora the Explorer. You know, they were, I still remember that, that show backpack, yeah. back, back. oh my gosh, it <laughs> will forever be ingrained in my brain. But it, 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 she sat me down and she looked at me and she asked me, are you being the type of man that you would want to marry your daughters? Yeah. And that was it, man. That that was the That'll question. You. That was the question, yeah. and it hit me everywhere. You know, like uh, just everywhere in my body, I felt that one. And yeah. it, it was a moment where I had to really get honest. And at that time, I was like, okay, I'm not being that guy. Why? Why am I not being that guy? You know,
1: I have. Did you say that to her? What Uh, did you answer?
0: Oh, well, no, my my answer was obviously at that time, Trying, I I actually didn't say much. She did most of the talking. I was extremely hungover. I was not in a good space. I was just, it it was a pity party in my own head. And, uh, you know, I just felt like I was being attacked, uh, to be honest. Um, But as I let that sink in and those words sink in and really started to reflect on just everything that I've been doing in my life the last 10 years up to that point, I knew she was absolutely right and so i made some some big decisions i made a commitment to my family not to drink for one year um which has now turned into nine going on ten and i made a lot of changes at that time i just and a lot of it had to do with association and community you know i started looking at the people i was hanging out with all the time jim Rohn talks about it you know we are the the net sum of the five people we hang out with the most basically and yeah that was very true in my situation and they were great people very successful in their business lives but when it came to personal poof Fail, fail, Different fail. I use them all just yeah. nonstop fail. Right. Like just yeah. not who I'd want to aspire to be. And yet yeah. I was spending a lot of time with these people. And I was wondering why I was in this situation and this this where I was in life. And uh so I just got really honest with myself and started to live into some changes. And as I started to grow and evolve, I realized, hey, you know what? This career that I'm in, this this thing that I've been doing that I I thought I loved, I'm really starting to question it. You know, is this really what I'm meant to be doing? Is this my calling? Is this, is this it? And, uh, mm. my business partner at the time, uh, he was the CEO. I was the chief marketing officer as well as the chief operating officer. So I did a lot of the operations and the marketing, especially in the digital space. And so I had all this knowledge I gained after 17 years of doing that. And he was now at he's 20 years, my senior thinking mm. that it's time for him to step away. You know, here's the keys. You can start running this thing, and and I started getting honest with myself. Like, you know what? I see where your life is now. Twenty years later. I don't want that life. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Not not to be guarded. He's a happy dude. He's got a great family. Like it's just, but that wasn't my life. Yeah, I can't want I it for him. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And, but I thought I wanted that life. Never yeah. really asked myself why, and just going through the motions, right? Yeah. So uh, just things just started to 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 one compress, but then eventually just explode, (laughs) you know, and all these new possibilities and new directions started to emerge and different choices. And uh, my wife loves to travel and she always wanted to uh, us have time as a family to travel. And I missed a lot of my kids' first experiences because I was so busy in my career, working, traveling, just doing that, thinking that I'm providing for them. When meanwhile, I was absent from actually Mm -hmm. being what I was meant to be, which was a great dad you know? And, uh, so we started to, to look at our lifestyle, look at how we lived and the choices that we made, the people we hung out with, and just started to change things based on our values. You know, Greg McCown, you know, essentialism, he talks about it. Like what's essential in your life? What matters most? Where, what deserves your time versus what doesn't. And if, if it doesn't, then just push it away, man. Like it's just, should be a, just a very clear no. And, and, and you should be able to just instinctively make those decisions. And, uh, you know, Three years ago, it came to a point where we're like, you know what, I'm done. I'm quitting. She quit her job a a month after, pulled the kids out of school a month and a half later after that. And then we were packing up our SUV with a few suitcases, everything else we gave away. And uh, we've been traveling ever since, you know, and so it's just been this, you know, I'm sort of compacted into 10 minutes you know the last 20 years but but that's yeah. really the highlights right these milestone moments that where I could have made a decision like that day I could have just told my wife no screw this I'm leaving you tend to the yeah. kids and, and I might be dead now I mean who knows yeah. right like yeah, it's just for I sure know. I just don't know so yeah man it's interesting when you start to really look at the choices that we make and, and what are the motivations but also what could have been had we not made those choices and it's, yeah. uh, it's scary at times
1: It's really striking me as we're having this conversation, not to say you weren't profound before, or you weren't Mm. insightful, Mm. but you're a completely different person. Mm. Like you were, (laughs) and you, you know, I loved who you were. There's nothing against that at all, but it was more, it it was, it was big. And there's a level of depth to you right now that, um, it's really cool to see. And I can just imagine like you've done done a lot of work it i mean we're we're jumping oh, the gun good. being in bali but you've <laughs> yeah, done all this like yeah. you've gone a meditation retreat like you've become this much more it seems much more introspective person and i don't say it seems to suggest it's fake now it's more like sure. well maybe yeah, you're doing yeah. that before but that was a private thing
0: yeah
1: and uh i can imagine you've you've had so much of these like deeper understandings for that whole journey because there's a lot, like there's stuff you just told me about that we didn't even touch on the first no, time no. that was all going on live, but that wasn't, I wasn't part of the persona. No, it,
0: it was happening on the back end, but I wasn't yeah. talking about it. No, I was, uh, well, you know, you, you, read bernay Brown, right? Like you can't help yeah. but start to be more vulnerable in your life and just start showing up a little bit differently because you do realize how it can positively impact those people that matter to you you know especially those that don't because if we share our stories and we connect like it's amazing what great things can happen you know this this level of empathy in the world increases and and i think it's the one emotion that we're we have a short supply on you know and and, uh the world would be very different if we could actually see ourselves and experience the world as other people will experience it and the only way to do that is through sharing you know through storytelling and so yeah there's been a lot of work man I can't even think yeah. about all the hours, all the time, all just the the energy that I've put into really trying to figure out who is dying, you know? And yeah. even then, after going to my Vipassana retreat for 10 days, I realized that that's that whole concept of who I believe me to be is actually just, yeah. uh, it's not real, <laughs> you know? Like it's Because everything is changing so quickly all the time. Right. And as much as we try to hold on to things and keep them just as they are, and everything that creates sadness, creates discontent because we can't do that. Everything's changed yeah. all the time. And when you start to accept that sort of flow, you just start to really appreciate the now, which is what Eckhart Tolle has been talking about for frigging 30 years, you know, like, yeah. so it's, uh, yeah, this, this well, idea. That's so what Buddha's of, been talking about
1: for 5,000. Well, yeah,
0: I mean, well, it's like it's attachment right? versus non-attachment. Yeah, 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 2,500 years. And that's what Vipassana is. That was his technique, his meditation technique yeah. that he used to, to attain enlightenment. And uh, But the neat thing is when you do a Vipassana retreat through the Dhamma organization, it, it's non-secular, right? So, uh, or non-sectarian. They, like they're, they're really uh, trying to just focus on the technique itself and then you know, yeah. so they welcome in all these different religions because people still, they want self-awareness, right? Like, yeah. that's really what it comes down to, uh, is understanding how we interpret the things that we do and why do we make the choices and the actions that you know we're on autopilot most of our life let's be honest you know like it's just it's crazy so yeah. the more you realize that the more you start to just look at things a little bit differently and uh, yeah. and be more inquisitive right we we get, come back to being children again we ask a lot of yeah. why why is that yeah you know and there's what nothing you wrong mean? with that no yeah but i think we just we start adulting <laughs> way too yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah. And uh yeah. And we
1: so, do it, like you said, like, uh, mindlessly.
0: Mm, you know, like when yeah. you're
1: talking about your earlier careers, like, you know, on paper, that's all good stuff. Success and money and, you know, getting bigger and bigger and, like, then you're going to be CEO. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. And you're not yeah. supposed to stop and question that. But questioning it actually is exactly what you really should be doing because otherwise you wake up at some point you're just like what the hell happened to me like who am i how did i get here and why am i so unhappy despite having all this yes. stuff that i thought mattered yes yeah
0: exactly exactly everything you just said there bang on man and uh and, and i just hope everyone has the opportunity to at least realize that at some point before it yeah. gets to that point where it's like Oh, uh, i can't make a change now I'm too far along, you know. Like it's just there's a lot of fear, obviously, that yes. surrounds that idea of change. And and uh, I, I work with people often that come to that point, and it's either the change is being forced upon them and they're scared, right. or they've been battling this demon in, inside wanting to make the changes but just been too fearful to actually execute on it to, to just go for it you know and yeah i still always reference tim ferris and his his ted talk right you know all about the fear setting like i still think that's a great exercise like what is the worst yeah. like that's what we went through you know like when we were giving away all of our stuff and like it was now we're committed you know i'd left my yeah, like, yeah. and christy left hers. like we got we don't have our salaries coming in anymore right you know and, and uh you know the kids are coming out like we were committed You know, and uh, you start thinking, oh, my gosh, well, what are we going to do? Like, how are we going to make money? How are we going to be able to sustain this? Like, what are we going to do? Like, you start thinking about all these things. And it's like, oh, really, what is the worst that can happen? I'm like, we're not going to die, but I could get a job again. I'm very employable. So it was like, you know, what is the worst that can happen? And and, and then play that out just because it's amazing. If you can handle that, digest that, man, you can do anything. You can do anything, yeah. you know, like really. Like, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool.
1: So, not not to turn this into a discussion to someone else, but another episode, and I have no idea if yours is coming out before, or after his. Oh, but okay. um, my second TED talk, uh, there was a guy who went on after me who blew yeah. me away and had such an impact on me. Uh he's highly suicidal. It's chronic suicidality is the issue. Oh my gosh. Has. And he's a oh he's a stand-up comedian. Oh my gosh. So like wow. <laughs> figure that connection. His name's Frank King. He's he's pretty awesome. But Amazing. what he talked about on stage and, and what he got into in the episode is this idea that actually it's incredibly freeing. Because for him, he was in this miserable situation, bad marriage, terrible job, and he's like, I'm gonna kill myself. And he wanted to leave his wife. He wanted to pursue the stand-up comedian act. Yeah. And he's like, but you know, what happens if I do all that? Everything falls apart and I lose all my money and goes, I can just kill myself. He's <laughs> like, so either way, like, you know, if I stay, I'm definitely going to kill myself. If I yeah. go and it doesn't work out, I'm going to kill myself too. So what do I have to lose? I might as well try. Cause that's the trying the only way I have a shot yes. at actually getting where I want to be. That's right. And I think it's really it's really empowering if you can figure out a way to do it without without the risk of suicide.
0: Yes, but just yes. to
1: recognize, like, so what's the worst thing that really happens? As much as you're catastrophizing. So when you said like yeah. it gets too late and you can't do it, mm-hmm. I know you. Do, I know you're not thinking "can't" is no, actually no, no, the no. word there. I, I mean, that's like, a bad four-letter it's word. It's the friction head, of so. yeah, but it's it's the friction of the fear. <laughs> yes. Right. The longer you wait, the the greater that wall of fear gets. Exactly. You can always do it. It's just the perception of it.
0: So true. But, so true. And it's so people can make changes at any point in time. And I think that's the nice thing about life once you really understand the power of now and, and reality of just living in the moment. You can change things as soon as you want. You know, you can shift your yeah. attitude, your mood, your perspective, like just in a nanosecond. It's just like poof. Yep. You know, but it's a choice. It is a choice. It really is. Yeah.
1: So you guys packed up your car, mm. drove all over the U.S. and Canada. Mm-hmm. Your kids got this incredible. North American real life out on the road kind of experience. You spent some time in the snow in Boston. Yes. <laughs> um, had some vegan food. And, and I don't know if you ate the cricket crackers that my wife bought you or cricket chips. Heck but yeah. uh The chirps. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. Um, so lo- lots of experiences. Yeah. But that that wasn't enough. Then, you know, I, I thought it was like, uh, it's a year experiment. And then we're going to go back to Vancouver and we'll get our place back and... And I don't know what, what the next step was gonna be, but you guys continued to pivot. So what, what happened next?
0: Well, I don't know when we last chat. No, I hadn't had my diagnosis. I, I have an autoimmune disease and yeah. uh, it's autoimmune. We, did, we talked penis. about that on the last. Did you talk about Okay, because it would yeah, be pretty 2012. new, pretty new yeah. uh, whenever we talked last, and, uh, or at least uh, in the last time we interviewed. but. Uh, That's also shifted a lot of things for me, especially lifestyle choices, you know, and that's the thing with most autoimmune diseases, a lot of the issues, the symptoms that are associated with it can be mitigated with lifestyle choices, you know, how we eat, how we move, how we recover, you know, like what we do for managing stress, like all these things. And, And, and so I just really dove in and started to adapt a new lifestyle to match a lot of the, the internal work I was doing. I was doing a lot of external work as well. And, uh, I have this strong appreciation of health. You know, health being the foundation upon which we build any life, whatever you want. And when health is rock solid, it's amazing what you can do. You know, like it's just—it's that one thing that really should be a non-negotiable for everyone because it, it is so finicky. Where if it's out of whack, it affects every other area of our life. You know, and so we we really started to look at what mattered most. And something that I found really profound was. You know, my father and I, we'd never been very close, you know, like I, I was raised by my mom. And uh, my dad left when we were, gosh, I think I was barely 10 when, when, you know, they separated and and he left moved out and, um, I would see him it, usually every other weekend we'd go and stay with him for a couple nights. Um, but he worked a lot. Like he was a very much a career man. He was building a, a practice and a, a very successful practice at that, and he did it for a lot of years, you know, 45 years, 40 years. And, um, eventually got a point where we sold and it was like, right after he sold, all of a sudden these health issues started to pop up. You know, it started with like his pancreas. He had an issue there and, and he had half of it removed. Um, or, or, sorry, uh, I should go back even before that. It was it started with um, prostate. So first of all, okay. prostate cancer half of that removed. Then it escalated to to pancreatitis where he had some issues with the pancreas not performing. And so he had to change his diet. Um, but then eventually that escalated into pancreatic cancer. And he was very fortunate the first time he was cleared, you know, like they removed part of it and he was okay and went into remission. Uh, but then it came back and when it comes back, there's not too much you can do. And and when it came back, they were like, you know, we can't do anything. And that was actually what kept us in North America for our first couple of of travel was the fact okay. that we knew that my dad was battling with different health complications. And we wanted to be close enough that if we needed to hop on a plane and get there, we could do yeah. so. And actually, you know, this was right around this time is when we connected in Boston, um, because my father had been really sick at that time, you know, and, and he
1: had just passed away. When yeah, we saw each other. Yeah, yeah. Literally
0: just passed. And, and yeah. um, you know, it was a, a rough three months there, but it was nice to be able to connect and and be around him during those end of days and, uh, end of life, I should say. And, And yeah, I mean, it was a really hard time for me, you know, and, and I just got through it. And after he passed, uh, we were like, okay, well we can go overseas now, you know, like that's, that's, try something. And Bali's always been on my vision boards. Like year after year, I always have pictures of some place in Bali, some beach, some beautiful tropical paradise uh, or a temple or something. Uh, even rice fields, you know, like I, I've got these pictures that yeah. I've been transposing from year after year. And, and uh, my wife had been here when she was in her early 20s because she traveled Southeast Asia quite extensively in Australia oh, okay. as well. And so she had always told some great stories about her time here. And so I was like, let's go there. And, and so we did and came over three months. I fell in love with the place, you know, it, it's, I mean, anyone who's read Eat, Pray, Love, I've never actually read it, but yeah. every time I reference that book, you know, most people are here because they've read that book at some point and they've come here. It's, it's a lot different than how it's described in the book. It's a lot busier. Sure. I mean, it's a small island with 4 million people on it. Right. So it's, uh, wow. well, that's because there's a constant flux. There's like tourists yeah. coming in. Out I had no time. idea though,
1: yeah. that, that it was that. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's, it's pretty jammed, man. And, uh, but it doesn't feel that way, especially in the areas yeah. where we live. But there's parts of it where there's some bigger city life. And, yeah, it's busy, man. It's really busy. But uh, we fell in love with the place and, and the people and the food and just the, the culture and, and the weather and, and just the pace of life. Yeah. The pace of yeah. life. And, uh, it that's a key piece of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and so we made a commitment to come back and, you know, we came back to Canada and North America to do some talks and, and, and finishing up on some business. And then we came back in January and we've been here since, you know, and this is almost yeah. a year now. We're here for yeah. at least another year and we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, it's, uh, it's been quite the journey, but we're, we're, I'm glad that we just said, Hey, let's give this a roll and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, you know, and cause that's really what it came down to. It's just like, let's just, let's just do it and we'll see what happens. Yeah.
1: You know? I'm just so, like, I want to ask you all these logistical questions. Yeah, yeah, go a ahead. No, wanting, for sure. I think no, think like, I'm like my questions are because they come from a place of wanting to do the same thing. Sure. And so I'm like, <laughs> how'd you find the house? You, but that that's not, that's not what the show's about, but Airbnb. that's like, yeah, easy <laughs> enough. Yeah, but yeah. you guys ended up, I mean, what, what you're in now is the same place that you rented before?
0: It was, uh, you know... okay.
1: The pictures look the the same. Maybe it's not the same house,
0: but let's talk law of attraction, right? Like, it's funny, you know, when I read the secret and was going through this, just this journey of developing myself and and trying to be more mindful and open to, to just the way things seem to be. And, uh, I, the more and more, I become in tune with myself and the things that I'm looking to create and the people I'm wanting to, to, to connect with. Like it's amazing how things just start to happen, (laughs) you know, Mm. or maybe I'm just more mindful of it. But we found this place on Airbnb, lived here for three months. But while we were here, we got, we befriended the landlord and he was actually not the Airbnb rental guy. Like he had it subleased to somebody else who was Airbnb in it. It just happened whenever we had issues, the person that owned the Airbnb was at a country so we would often, and the landlord lived next door in another unit, and so he would just come okay. over and help us with the issue. And then it wasn't until a little later, we actually learned he was the one that, this is his place. Uh, we just yeah. thought he was like the fix-it guy, right? And uh, we just got to know him, he's a German guy, who's married to an Indonesian lady, and you know he has a young family here, and just a great guy. And we planted a seed, we, you know, he sort of said to us, like, if you ever want to come back to Bali, just let me know, because I have other properties that I rent, and you can stay there. And we're like, well, actually, i like to come back next year. You know, and he's like, well, when? Yeah. When exactly? You know, the lease is up here end of January. Do you think you could be back for that? And da, da, da. and anyways, next thing you know, he didn't renew with the Airbnb guy. Leased it to us. And, wow. and so now we're going on two years of having this place. But it, it's just funny how things work out because we love this place. Yeah. We love our area where we live. Like, it's just it's beautiful and quiet. Yeah. A lot of local families. And we're five minutes to the beach. Like, it's just super amazing. And uh, it was everything that we envisioned and, and it just happened. It just happened. You know, like it, it's yeah. It, it's serendipitous maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, uh, we put ourselves in that space and we, we came in not expecting anything and yet received so much in return.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm so, you know, watching, watching it all unfold on social media, <laughs> like Facebook posts yeah. and all that. Um, yeah. I'm just, I'm struck by the lifestyle difference. And I think that, I mean, aside from the weather, you know, like sure. it, it's gorgeous, okay. but I think that's the piece that has me the most like, I would love to live that f- mm-hmm. freer is the only word I keep coming back to. Mm-hmm. Like the car payments, the, yeah. you know, the housing costs, the fresher, um, more vibrant food mm-hmm. that, you know, you're not paying exorbitantly to get because it was flown around the world to get, like it's just yeah. there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and if that's the whole community, then imagine what the, the tone of the culture and the tone of the people is going to be because everyone's living in that less burdened kind of way. That is unbelievably attractive. It's pretty nice. To me, at least.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, some people I, I-
1: might I- like the stress of it, but I think they're hooked on it.
0: Well, and and I do. And I think you really have to unplug for a prolonged period of time. That's why we also prefer slow travel, which is, you know, we're not like going to hit, I'm not going to take a three week vacation and try to hit 20 cities. You know, like I'm just, I'm not that guy. I really don't like that style of travel. Like I love traveling, but I need to be somewhere for, for at least a couple of weeks to a month, you know, like just, I'd rather go there, get a place, live there in the community, be able to walk around, experience it. Like just, you know what I mean? I like really immerse myself. And yeah. so so that's sort of our style of, of travel. And uh, yeah. it's worth travel, really
1: well. not tourism.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah more you or know? less. And, yeah. you know, we just, again, I, I don't find enjoyment just sitting on the beach. You know, like I, I, I like doing that. I love chilling out for an hour or two here. But I, I couldn't make a week of sitting on the beach and doing nothing. Like, I yeah. just it's not me. I, I yeah, like to move. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, man, I, I love creating, you know, like it's yeah. so it's it's been fun uh, sort of exploring that and having the the space to do it, you know, and it's a nice safe container here in Bali. Like, for sure, like you come here, you meet people that are either here to rediscover who they are or potentially reinvent who they are. Or yeah. in some cases, just to re- recover and rejuvenate, you know, so yeah. they can reboot and, and go uh, uh, on a new path, feeling more connected with themselves. Cause there's definitely yeah. a different vibe here, for sure. Like you can't deny it.
1: Oh, that's, uh, I'm I'm kind of like brain wiped. I don't, <laughs> that's all I can think <laughs> about
0: now. Um, you just which come may older, have been your man, ulterior. Of, I know, I know. I know um,
1: seriously, seriously. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. It's uh, it's very cool. That's similar to where we went on our honeymoon. We went to French Polynesia. So, and we looked at Bali as a, another option. Yeah. Right. Um, but similar weather and just different lifestyle. And mm-hmm. you know, like we went to some market and we were waiting for the hotel shuttle to come back and get us. And this guy, we kept seeing him because it's it's a teeny island with right. I think 800 inhabitants. Wow. Um, so there's one one BMW on the island. Yeah. And so we'd see it like from time to time. And, and I think the guy started to recognize us. And so he's like, do you need a, a ride back? And he knew what hotel we were at, which is nice and freaky at the same time. Right. But yeah. we're like, we you know, we don't actually know if that's okay or not. We're like, no, but just the fact that yes. people would be like, oh yeah, I'll give you a ride. You look familiar. Like yes. that's good enough for me. It's um,
0: cool. You see a lot of that. It's here different. Now. Yeah. It gets, yeah. It's, it's No, I think it's great. and. you don't do that.
1: Like that is definitely
0: a dangerous thing. Well, it can be. And I like, and it's funny, I guess it's sad that it is right. Like, I mean, I think we've, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, people ask me, like, do you miss Vancouver? I was having a conversation with the guy at the gym yesterday. He's like, well, do you miss Vancouver? Do you, do you want to come back? And I'm like, I, I miss parts of it. I miss a yeah. lot of the communities that we had built and nurtured and, and a lot of the yeah. events that we put on and just connecting with friends. But as far as everything else, not, I, not really. Like, it, it's, I yeah. mean, it's a beautiful place. It will always be one of my homes, you know. Yeah. But right now, I'm in the place where I need to be. You know, yeah. like I, I know why I'm here and the amount of growth I've experienced in the last year and a bit because of being in this type of lifestyle, being around the types of people I'm around. It's I couldn't have done that anywhere else. At least I don't yeah. feel I could have like I, I really feel like I, w- I was meant to be here. And uh, and it's a weird place to be, you know, to be able to have that confidence and say, you know what, I am exactly where I'm meant to be right now, because I don't yeah. know if we ever have that confidence fully. At least I've never experienced it. You know, yeah. I've always had ideas. Oh, I'm I'm doing exactly what I'm meant to be doing right now, and you, you think that, but the more you go through the steps and the processes, sometimes there's there's doubt, right? You're just not yeah. really fully convicted that this is it, and uh, and I feel really convicted right now.
1: Yeah, and it, maybe this is the first time in your life where you're good. You know, you're you're at a, a good place with so many aspects of who you are and how you got to where you are, mm. and those other places you were still in the midst of that journey, maybe mm. consciously or subconsciously and not wanting to face some pieces of it.
0: Yeah. That's so it's, true. it's
1: only normal that you'd feel like you can exhale a bit. Yes.
0: Right. And, and you know, just, it's not all, uh, uh butterflies and rainbows. I just want people no. to know that too. Like it's, you know, I've got two teen daughters, they're 13 and 15 yeah. <laughs> and, and, and especially with the 15 year old Chardonnay, you know, she's a typical teenager so we're experiencing typical teenager stuff but it's just here in bali like it's just yeah. so every all the usual family dynamics that you have or you hear about like we're still experiencing we're living through those too and yeah. but it, it's okay you know like it's just uh, i hate the cliche but it's just it's part of life man and just yeah. but we're able to 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 attack it in a certain way um that that i feel more prepared as well better suited to 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 deal with some of those stresses and, and strains yeah. right now because of the, the the path we've been on the last few years you know i am become yeah. much more just aware of you myself but I, I still struggle like even with connecting with my eldest daughter you know we, we started a i started a, a men's group you know so we have mentorship yeah. mondays every monday you know here in bali and uh in changu and uh it's one of the conversations I continuously bring up, you know, just to get other people's insights is, is this relationship dynamic, especially with with daughters, you know, or, yeah. or children. And it's funny because I, I do. I see her as my little girl still, but I, I can't talk to her like my little girl anymore. Like I just there's certain there's a certain there's changes that have happened. Right. And it's just yeah. so I'm, I'm navigating this new dynamic and trying to, to figure out well, how do I do this? How do I connect with her? Like, how do I you know, and it's, I'm on that journey right now and I'm trying to figure it yeah. out. And, uh, but it's okay. It's okay. Like yeah. I know it's going to be all right. So, um, yeah, but Hey man, yeah. struggles. It's all real.
1: Well, it's, yeah, it's being genuine. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can, not everything's perfect. And, and you mm-hmm. see these people who look like they have everything. And you know, like you were saying earlier in, in your life, like outwardly success and, mm-hmm. you know, people were watching you and it was all, you know, Getting lots of good attention, Mm -hmm. but there was stuff going on under the surface. Right. And uh, and you're, but you couldn't show it. And now you're at a place where, like, you're pretty open about that stuff. And that's just, I I think it makes you that much more relatable.
0: Well, thank you. It's, uh, I've decided, Christy and I decided a while ago, it's like, you know, we like social media is just a a place for us to show uh, what's going on and, and just try to lead by example. You know, like, here's what we're doing the good and the bad the ugly, uh, the learnings. And, uh, yeah. and we, we decided to use that tool for, for exactly that reason, you know, is to try to connect with other people that might be dealing with things similar, you know, or, yeah. or wanting to try things a certain way. And it's like, Hey, we're, we're trying that right now. Here's, here's how it's going, you know? And, yeah. uh, it's, it's really allowed us to, to better connect with our communities as well as just, meet new people, you know? And, and yeah. so we, we really do enjoy that aspect, but we decided a, a number of years ago, you know, were just going to put it all out there, you know? And it, it's yeah. become much easier to do that the more you do it, which is for sure. Interesting. Like, especially when I started talking about my drinking and abuse of other substances and just yeah, really, because it was a part that w- I was extremely shameful of, like just yeah. very, very shameful of, you know? And so I really hid that away as best I could. I was very private on all that. And it, it felt like I couldn't truly show up as me at any yeah. given time because it just, there was this dark corner that I was not allowing anybody to see. And yeah. so I was never able to be fully me. And yeah. it's very freeing once you just get that stuff out, you know, people, they, they can judge. I, that's fine. You can judge, but I, don't I judge, judge me on who I, I am it, now but, based on yeah. what I was before, you know? So, it's, yeah. uh, I, tough. the
1: only judgment I had was, uh, You just opened the door and you were not hiding anywhere. You were like, look, (laughs) this is part of who I am. I've been through it. This is what I understand about it. And you were offering that from a place of support and guidance and people aligning with it and being like, yeah, I'm there too. Mm -hmm. And so I, it was judgment, but in a positive way, I was like, you know, I I didn't know about it. Mm -hmm. Um, you'd hinted at it like, you know, one or two times when we talked, but never, never to the extent that it was, um, So, yeah, I I thought that was awesome of you. Ty, there's something I want to ask you about looking to the future. So, you know, you said you've got this place for a year, two years, maybe longer, who knows? um, Or maybe it's Bali longer, whether it's Mm. this place or not. Yeah. You know, for people who are on that career trajectory, it's like, you know, you spend 2.3 years at like whatever role and then you Mm. get promoted to senior version of whatever role and then it's like three like you go through the steps you do the work you just move along the train you're in a place that has no ladder it has no you know Mm. not just bali but life what's your view on the future and like if i were to ask you well what are you going to be doing you know after bali and have you even thought about is there an after bali or not and how do you get comfortable with that uncertainty because i think that's something a lot of people are just like well you know, if I do this job, what's the job I get next? Like, <laughs> that has nothing to do with anything. Like, how how do you face the uncertainty of it?
0: Yeah, that's that's a great question. And there's been moments, uh, and I find yeah. it's moments when I haven't been looking after my self-care. You know, if I'm not looking after me, doing the things that I should be doing, uh, it's amazing how the negative what-ifs start to yeah, pop yeah, for in, sure. you know? Yeah. And uh, so I, I've had a couple bouts over the last... Uh, I guess about six weeks where literally it's been, whoa. So yeah. where am I going? <laughs> you know, like yep. really trying to, cause even since I did the passion back in the early fall, I, I uncovered a lot of stuff that still, I thought I'd more or less work through, but I, I realized I just, there's more stuff there to be worked through to, to yeah. get a better understanding on it and being able to, to continue this progress, you know, uh, uh at least along the path that I'm on. And, uh, when it comes to career, I, am not a hundred percent sure. You know, I, I, really, I'm, I'm not, I know there's a lot of things I love doing, yeah. but a lot of these things I love doing, I started doing without ever the intention of monetizing. Right. Mm-hmm. So, which creates a bit of a struggle because at some point in time, you you do have to make some money if you want to maintain, yeah. you know, and 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 look after my family and even yeah. my extended family. Like, there's a certain point in time where, yeah, you got to make money, man. Like, we live in a global yeah. economy. It's just it's just the way it is. And yeah. so I I'm struggling with that aspect of well, where am I going to focus on generating my income from? And Because I do a number mm-hmm. of different things, and I, I do enjoy pretty much all of them. And uh, but creating a more uh, and this is a thing that you'll you'll often hear with a lot of people that are in our situation or in the digital nomadic community. You know, uh, yeah. some of them are tradespeople; like they have a certain skill, and so it's again time. They they do a lot of piecework, you know, in various jobs, whether they're a web developer or, yeah. or or a marketer, or a social media management company. Like it's there, there's lots of these different skills that can be done anywhere with an internet connection, and. Uh, yeah. But mine is more coaching-based and program-based and education. And then there's some campaign stuff I do with brands. And so there's a number of different ways that I generate income. But there's no fixed, well, predictability, let's be honest. Yeah. Like There's not a yeah. lot there, right? Like I, I haven't created a process to really – set myself up to have a predictable income. Yeah. And that I think is the scariest part because sure, I can have some amazing months where I can impact a lot of lives and make some good money doing it. But yeah. then there's months where it's crickets, right? Like I'm not yeah. generating any revenues and I'm still going through the motions. And, and I think for a lot of us, that that is a fear that we often don't think about when we make that leap. You know, and we say, okay, I'm leaving my career, my 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 nine to five, or you know, we hear it pitched as that all the time. If you're looking at different marketers online, Uh, but if you're leaving your 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 career where you do have a very predictable income, you know, like okay, every two weeks I'm getting X amount of money in the bank after taxes, you can then start to forecast a certain way. Um, Yeah. I, I don't really have that ability to forecast, and that's where yeah. it daunting at times. But I, I know enough about me, and I have a baseline that's always been met. Yeah. And because of that, it, it does give me a little bit of confidence that we're okay. Um, yeah. But obviously, I want to grow. I want to impact more people. So that means growing some of the, the things that I'm doing. So just to, to, to tie that up in a bow, you know, exactly what you're asking, I, I think it's a very real fear and a concern. Yeah. And it always should be because the last thing you want to do is go start traveling, start chasing this this dream or passion or vision, and, and then end up with no money in the bank and then being completely stressed out. Like I think you do have to be financially responsible to make this kind of a, a transition. And uh, we had enough income coming in that we could leave, even though it wasn't yeah. as much as I was making before. It was enough because we we retooled our lifestyle and some of right. our, our what types of experience we were going to have and just the way we were living. To work yeah. within that 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 framework, and yeah. uh, so you know we know we'd have a roof over our head and we'd have food on the table. You know our our insurance is covered, so we had enough coming in that we were able to. We quite literally could have sustained what we were doing for indefinitely based on what we had as a baseline. Yeah. Um, but to do some of the other things that I have ambitions to do in the world, yeah, I'm going to need to make more money. Bottom line, yeah, yeah, oh, I I will at some point.
1: Yeah, um, I was thinking you know more broadly. Also about like where you're going to be and, and people would be like, well, you know, you don't know what country you're going to be in. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, is your job always going to be in city X that you're in now? Yeah. You know, I just spent three years working in Atlanta and my family's not in Atlanta and I was commuting every week. Like I certainly never saw that coming and we never knew. And part of the reason we didn't move is like, we don't know how long that'll last for if I'll get moved to another city or what. and Right you know, the job ended and, and so I'm back home. But like my wife is just saying today, thank God we didn't move. Cause you know, job, job dries up all of a sudden. It's like, well, <laughs> we're in a totally different part of the country and, yeah. and we all want to go home. Like, you know, it's, sure. so just because you're not in another country or you haven't, you know, left everything to go somewhere else, doesn't mean that you suddenly have this geographic certainty in your life. That's right. It just may not be as blatant to you.
0: It's true. And fortunately for us, like we're, we're pretty much fully digital. So yeah, like good Wi-Fi. There's definitely options when it comes to where we live and yeah. we, we put a lot of thought into that process and we, we choose, uh, based yeah. on where do we really want to live? You know, where do we want to go? Where, what, who do we want to connect with? What sites and, and experiences do we want to have? Uh, yeah. you know, and so that definitely influences some of our decisions, but I, I, you know, the most important part for us was just having our whole family there.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: and, and so that made, it didn't matter where we went, family was there and, and family to me is home. So yeah. if, I, if I got my family with me, that that would be my home. It could be in the back of our SUV. I don't care. Like, it's this is home, you yeah. know, right now. Like, our yeah. SUV was literally our home <laughs> for for oh, about 18 months while we were traveling around North yeah. America. And, uh yeah, it was great, man. It was, it was awesome. I mean, it had lots of... Lots of uh, opportunities to try my patience, but, but at the same time, it was way more enjoyable than not. So, uh, yeah, 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 it was great. It was great. Yeah.
1: Do you, you know, that, that sense of, um, security, if you will, when you're packing up into the car, leaving Vancouver that like, well, I'm highly employable, so I could always just get a job Mm. if I need to. Do you have that thought anymore? Like, is, is that safety net even on your mind? It's like, always well, I could just hunker down and get a corporate-y kind of job.
0: I know I could. I, I don't like to rely on that as a plan B. Either. Yeah. Like I just, I, I know some people talk about having a plan B and having just choices and options, and I and I get that, yeah. and I think it's it's wise and very responsible to do so. But it can also be a hindrance at times because for sure, if you have that, you don't just, go full bore into something. no, you don't, right? Yeah. You don't. So for me, that's not. I, I don't consider that an option. I don't consider it uh, even a choice right now. I, I'm like, That's what no. I was trying to get but, at. Yeah, yeah. no. Uh, but at first, yeah, it definitely gives you that extra boost of confidence, especially when you're first making those those initial steps. And in our case, you know, like getting rid of everything and packing up the SUV and yeah. loading up the gas tank and then going. That was a big first step. And it, it definitely yeah. worked well for us knowing that that was a plan b had we needed it but now we're so far down that path right living life just a bit differently we're also you know living in bali we, we don't have to earn as much you know like we yeah. we just don't the cost of living is far lower uh, yet the quality of life is far higher so when you have that that nice balance uh it's amazing what can be achieved and that's why we also just we love it here like we really do enjoy it you know and great friends here and it's just been great um will it be the home forever no maybe not maybe we'll move to thailand for a year maybe we'll go to vietnam you just can't go anywhere
1: cold you know for the snow
0: we 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 made a choice a long time ago we're chasing the sun you know like that is it we have some good friends in san miguel uh in mexico and um i mean it's a beautiful place we've also thought about south america like So we have choices and we know after doing what we've been doing in Bali that we feel very confident that whatever choice we make, we're going to be okay.
1: Yeah.
0: We can do this, you know? And, uh, but Bali was a nice first try and, and we just ended up loving it, falling in love with the place. So, but yeah, do I know where I'll be? I know for the next year I'll be in Bali after that. I don't know yet. I don't know. I don't know. It's,
1: you know, you'll be home. Like you're saying, you have your family with you and that's, yeah. For sure. Awesome. Sure. Di, what's a little bit of parting wisdom for people Mm -hmm. who are looking at, Mm -hmm. at what you're doing and being like, I would do that in a heartbeat, but, and then they start Uh, listing what's, and and I get people who are like, no, you just got to quit your job and just do it. And other people are like, that's really nice. That's not realistic. You need to get these things, these ducks in a row, and then you can do it. What's, what's your parting wisdom having lived through this for a little while now?
0: You know. 10, 20, 30 years down the road, if you're going to start looking back on the choices you're making right now, yeah, we'd be happy that you made the choices that you did. You'd be happy that you're living the life that you are, because if you are going to be happy living the life that you are right now, then just live it, live it full out. You know, like it's not because you see somebody else doing something that you think you may want to do. Just realize that as much as you go and try to do that, it will never be the same experience. Like it's just, we, we only have ourselves, we only have our own perspective. (laughs) So at the end of the day, you got to be a bit selfish on this thing and and realize that, yes, it is your life. Own it, man. (laughs) And, uh, but there is some security in knowing and, and some real power in knowing that at any given time you can make a choice and you can change things. Like you really can, you know, like if you want to change things, just change things. Like it's, it's that simple. Right, it really is that simple, and it's as simple as you allow it to be. Yeah, and I I think we tend to overcomplicate it. And uh, like, if you're unhappy about something, well, then change that thing that you're unhappy about. So, if that means means switching careers, then switch careers. If it means packing up some suitcases and taking off for three months, maybe asking for an extended leave from your career right now, your job, then do it. Make it a non paid leave. Yeah, save up enough money that you can go and do this. Put your place on Airbnb so you sublet it. Right, that yep. cushion you know like there's so many things you can do and i know if you really want to do it you're going to figure out a way
1: yeah but, that's very true
0: you know and and but you have to be willing to go through the process of making it happen like you, you just do you got to mm-hmm. just go and do it you know so uh i i wish i could give you better words of advice but it, it really comes down to that. and realize it didn't happen overnight for me it was almost a two-year process from the time that i gave notice You know, I gave notice to my partner. You know, being a partner in a company, I was in a very specific role. (laughs) Uh, I wanted to give them plenty of time, and it did start off as a one year. I was going to take off for one year to travel with my family, and we knew within three months that I was never going back. Yeah, yeah. I just, I'm not. I'm done. And, uh, but maybe that extended leave, I, I would encourage people. You know, I'm sure your your place of employment will be okay with that. Take an extended leave, an extended vacation, and just. Go have some experiences. Right. Like you. Just don't know what you don't know until you go out there and start exploring and start connecting with people that are doing things that you want to do and just hang out with them. Just hang out with them. You know, like we have so much opportunity, Brian. It's not even funny. Like there's just I look at you've been doing this for years, man. You've been reaching out and connecting with people that you're like, hey, they're doing some stuff that I want to do. What better way to learn? I'm going to have a conversation with them. And you just, yeah. you go out and you do it. You create all these amazing relationships because you're actively doing it. Like it's just.
1: Well, and a Canadian gave me that advice years ago. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. You know, you're, 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 I mean, you know, you're a catalyst for my book. Well, yeah, I do that. This, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like I've used that conversation we had and you, I don't know if you remember how you framed it around dominoes. Do you remember this?
0: I, I don't know if I, you so, have to re- I know. remind me. Right. Sometimes so, I would I ended up writing an article <laughs> about it for, uh,
1: for a magazine. It, like, it, it actually got a lot of attention. So I should be, if I got paid for it, I'd have to kick you some money back. But, um, so you, you were like, well, what, yeah, like what are you ultimately trying to achieve? And think of that as the last domino. And where you're at today, what's every single action domino? leading up to that last ones. And and if you map that out in reverse order, you know exactly what you need to do starting right now. And you also know, and you didn't give me this part, this this I added, but one of the, the issues that I get from a lot of people I work with is around the distractions and like, you know, I'm dealing with it right now, coming out of the corporate life and trying to understand, should I put my time into this or that? Or this person wants my time. Is that the thing I should spend it on? Or should I do it? You know, corporate world is like, most of my time was dictated by the company's priorities anyway, you know, and now it's like, it's all up to me. So to know, is that domino in line to the final one, or is that starting some other branch? And if it is, maybe that's okay, but I need to be aware of that. And if it's not on a branch I want to get to, then that's something I need to say no to. So it's, it's that, that successive like, these are the actions you have to take. And it just, that clarified everything for me. And next thing I know, there's a book in you got a little quote on the back of it. Boom. So if people recognize your
0: name. That's where it's from. <laughs> I love it, man. That's so yeah. cool. Well, I love it. Yeah. I'm a big fan of reverse engineering. I, I think it's, it's just a, a great way to, to achieve certain goals. You know, I always yeah. start with the, the end result in mind and uh, it's amazing what can be achieved, you know, cause also yeah. you as a coach, you know, this, like people come to us, they work with us. Why? Because there's a certain result they want to create in their life. I mean, that's it. Bottom line. I guess I want to start. What's the result that you want to create? Okay, well, let's go make that happen now. And we we have certain steps that we guide people along to achieve that. And it's like, you know, and I it's I love doing that. You know, I just I I love that. It's like so much fun. It's, It's It's but it's so exciting to see someone just go, oh, my gosh. Look what yeah. I just did. That's I had the no idea I could do this. Like, yeah, yeah, right? I like get like so fired up about that. But, well, and they uh, just
1: mapped out success for their life. Yes. Like what they actually yes. really want. That's a pretty cool thing to help someone unleash for themselves.
0: It is pretty huge. It is pretty huge. And uh, yeah. man, it's been a great conversation, though. I really appreciate it, Brian. And yeah, it's always I, good to reconnect with you. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hopefully, next time we can do it in person in Bali. In the pool. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that would be stellar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be I got
1: to so find cute. a way to make that happen. Uh, it's going um, to give
0: me a great idea. Maybe I should start doing interviews with the unicorn. I have people in my pool
1: <laughs> Facebook Live interviews
0: and yeah, just uh, embed
1: a mic in the horn.
0: Yeah, or oh, whatever, good we'll figure go. it away. There's yeah. technology out there.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. I
0: love it, man, that's so
1: good. Um, Di, where can people get get all that you're working on right now? Where can they find out the latest stuff that you're putting out?
0: Ooh, yeah, I, well, my blog's still uh, a lot of content. It's really lifestyle-focused, uh, diamondwell.com. But the neat thing is with my unique name is that I'm on every social channel and I'm really active on Instagram, yeah. Twitter, and Facebook. So any of those three channels, if you reach out to me via my handle, like, just give me a little bit of grace. I may not respond right away, but I will respond. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just let me know what you're working on. What's got you excited these days. I'm I'm happy to have those conversations with people and, uh, let me know if you're coming to Bali, let's have a coconut on the beach. You know, like I'm totally down with that. Uh, that would be freaking awesome. And uh, awesome. plus we run lots of events here in Bali now, uh, lots of groups. So uh, yeah. if you do come to Bali, let us know because you can come check it out. And you meet uh, other digital nomads, local expat entrepreneurs, as well as local Indonesian entrepreneurs. And uh, it's just a wonderful community of people. Lots of different events from public speaking uh, to, to impromptu speaking to leadership to networking uh, r- right up to men's and women's groups as well. So we, we've got the whole gamut going on right now. Yeah. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. That's, that's one thing you've always been able to say is like Google my name and you'll find <laughs> what I've got going on.
0: Yeah. It comes up pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. I've got good SEO juice on that front. So, uh, you certainly do just uh spell my name, right. And you'll find me.
1: <laughs> awesome. Um, uh, I thank you as always for it's yeah. I mean, just being in your universe has been such a blessing for me and I love chances like this where we get to talk again and, uh, and yeah, in person on the beach, in the pool, whatever it is, in Bali. And I got to find a way to make that happen.
0: Hell yes. And don't yeah. worry, we got a spare bungalow here for you. So you, you and the fam just got to come a, over. It's you actually a just
1: super economical. Dude, that's right? what I'm saying. Like, it's just the yeah. flights.
0: You get the flights and everything else is taken care of. Just get over here.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I will at that. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what happens with that. I, um, I love it. All right. So you ready to close things out? Hell yeah. Cool. Today's a new day.
0: Go out and do it.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Dai.
0: Now? Right now. <laughs> dude i like, get on right a plane now. right <laughs> like, now right now right now yeah. yeah yeah right it's uh dude that was uh really i i appreciate it i appreciate you and what your family's doing and and uh, honestly if you guys want to come over just say when yeah like it's we, we got a place here you just just tell us the dates you're coming and, and it's yours the bungalow is yours we cool. got the guys that can pick you up at the airport we got the bike rentals like we got Everything can be taken care of. You just got to get over it. We'll
1: be there Saturday. Just, uh, <laughs> I don't know which Saturday, but okay. we'll be there Saturday.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. I love awesome, that.
1: Awesome. I love that. It's uh, it's just such energy from that guy. I love it. But if you go back and you listen to or you watch, actually, because there was a video interview, the first interview I did with Di like six plus years ago or something, you see the difference, and I mentioned it in the show, but he's in a completely different place as a human being, outwardly, inwardly. And I think a big piece of that is the way that they're living. It's allowed him to find an even deeper connection, even deep, deeper understanding of himself, and that's really cool to watch. And And I think that's a big part of the message to take back for yourself is, again, you know, I asked it in the intro is, how are you living? Why are you living the way you're living where are you living, all those questions, you got to think about what the answers to those questions mean for who you are and how you're getting in touch with yourself. So really cool stuff to start exploring for yourself. And who knows, you may just end up somewhere tropical, or maybe you're more of a snow person. And so you end up somewhere where you're skiing every day or whatever it may be. Um, it's just cool. It's cool to think about. and, and, yeah, to take that plunge even even bigger. So if you haven't already, definitely check out all of what Di is doing. You can go to DiManuel.com, and you can find him on every social media platform, Di Manuel. He's always got a coaching program, mastermind, and class that, that he's got going on. He has a book. We didn't even talk about that, uh, The Whole Life Fitness Manifesto. It's a great way to bring fitness and wellness into your life, and it actually predates – well, all of this, this journeying, this, uh, give up everything and hit the road that he and his family are doing. He wrote the book and then they hit the road and that was part of promoting it. Um, but it's quality stuff. Definitely check it out. You'll find lots of inspiration and he puts out a ton of content, absolutely free just to help people. And, and, uh, once you get connected with diet, it's kind of hard to disconnect from him because he just brings you in. So go for that. And of course, if you haven't subscribed to the show, please do Really important is those reviews on iTunes. So, you know, you can click to give a rating. That's a star rating. Awesome. I love it. You know, obviously, if you feel comfortable giving five stars, that's the best. I would be so thankful for that. But where it really goes over the top, and this only takes a few seconds, is if you click that little write a review link in iTunes and just give some thoughts about what you think of the show, good or bad. I want to hear what's going on especially you know if if it's something kind and shares with other people who are trying to discover the show about what this is you know what's the inspiration what are the guests like how am I as a host those are incredibly valuable points of feedback for me but they also help with others discovering the show and look that's the point of what I'm doing here I'm trying to help people hear the message get inspiration find ways to change their lives. So you giving that feedback, honestly, it takes just a few seconds of your time, means the world and really helps get where we're trying to go. And if you haven't yet, you can help yourself get where you're trying to go by putting a little time into yourself. And you can do that with the big goal exercise that you can get at doadaybook.com slash the exercise or com slash the exercise. Both of the links work. Um, Take a little bit of time, explore yourself, write down some answers. If you want to talk to me about them, I would love to engage with you on it. But you don't owe those answers to me. You owe them to yourselves. So I'm going to leave it there. Everybody have an amazing day. And remember, today is a new day. You can sell everything, pack everything up that you keep,
0: hit the road, and go out and do it just like I did. All right, take care. Bye-bye.